Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 203, I believe, Neil. Yes, 203, Tom. What you drinking, pal? Uh, you know what? I got a I got a selection today, but I got cider and I got a beer, and I just opened the cider. So going back to your like your youth when you're talking about like when you're 16 or whatever, getting drunk for the first time, you're having cider, right? A strongbow, and I haven't had cider in ages. So what I did yesterday? Do you have do you have Binnies up there in Michigan? What is Michi- it? Binnies, the liquor store, Binnies. No, I don't think so. Okay, it's a chain here. Actually, I think it might be owned by the Wirtz family who own the Chicago Blackhawks. So, really? so maybe it is a Chicago thing, uh, mm. but no, they're big. They're like liquor superstores kind of thing. It mm. it went in where a Whole Foods used to be actually. So that that's how big this thing is. But um, I went in there because they have a really good English beer selection. So while I was in there with Lydia, I was looking around and I was like, you know what? I haven't had any cider for a long time. They didn't have my favorite, which is Aspals, but um, they it's did have... Aspals? Aspals. P with a P. Not Aspals. What'd you get, dude? Dickens? Dickens Cider? Dickens Cider. <laughs> yes, classic, indeed. Classic great joke. Yes. Nothing Welcome like to the Punchline Night Podcast, everybody. <laughs> like a good Dickens Cider. Um, yes, exactly. No, that's a strong bro. Pretty, so pretty generic, really. But I, I like the sweet. Well, I like the sweet cider. I'm not a big fan of, like the real dry ciders. See, I like the dry a bit better. Sometimes it can be too sweet and give you a fucking killer hangover. Well, but you can only drink a couple of them anyway. I mean, if you're going out drinking cider all night, you're gonna get a killer hangover, right? Oh, people in England sometimes, especially when they people first start drinking, they'll oftentimes they'll start on cider, right, Richard? I'm sure you did too. They start on <laughs> cider, and man, those hangovers are wicked. You know, I, we in episode 200, we had Holly on, right, our, our our number one female listener? Indeed, we did, yes. And she talked about how drinking, uh, how you, I think we talked about this on the air. I can't remember what what we talked about on the air or what we talked about privately. But she said basically with the seltzers, you don't get a hangover. And I have noticed that that's true, that the seltzers, which are even a little stronger than beer generally, they don't really give you that wicked hangover like beer does if you drink a ton of them. Well, is it because they're in those small cans, or is it because they're mixed with like, well, they're soda cans, water Neil. or they're just They have more length and less girth. <laughs> it's still uh, 12 yes. ounces. Welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you can reach us at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or uh, on our Facebook group that just continues to grow every week. It does. It's, it's amazing. It's like a fungus. So we welcome all the... We welcome all the new listeners. It's funny. Neil's been kind of doing this thing, if you guys are following us on Facebook, where he's been, like, welcoming the new listeners. I'm like, Neil, uh, part of me's like, Neil, that's really cool that you're doing that. But what about – you're basically pissing all over the 700 or whatever that came before them. Well, just to give a little so heads I up on that one. Neil does not acknowledge you for 700, <laughs> but I do. I acknowledge you. I appreciate you. No, just to, just to give a heads up on that one, what happens – it's not like I go looking for these people. What happens is I get a Facebook post that says – you have four new members of the yeah, group. Yeah, you should yeah. welcome them. So I don't actually. It doesn't take any effort on my part at all to be nice. So that's why. Well, it's, that's why it's I like do that. also if if you reach out to us and send us a message on Facebook, or if you send Punk Tie Die a message on Facebook, it will come back with "Thank you for reaching out to us. We <laughs> yes. appreciate your yes. correspondence. We we'll get busy. back to you soon. Yeah. That's yeah. not us. We're not being that polite. Yeah, we'll answer you when we get to it. Yeah, indeed. We do appreciate your correspondence, but we'll get to you when we get to you. Because there's nothing my wife loves more than when we're out to a nice dinner and I'm talking to some stranger in Oklahoma. <laughs> I bet. I bet she loves that. Yes, um, yes, she does. So, yeah, talking to the Facebook group, we have over getting on the 1,200 likes of the Facebook page. Which and, we don't put anything on. No, just the new just the new, um, new episode alerts. Um, and the group has close to 800 now. 
But do you think all 800 people listening are people just picking it up because there's funny posts and stuff? Well, I know there's people that enjoy interacting with the group who don't necessarily listen much. Um, And obviously some people are joining to promote their band or whatever. Yeah, there's one guy which, in particular. Which, whatever, it's fine, as long as it's not too obnoxious. Not not even um, the band thing. Remember that one guy who comes on and says, oh, yeah, yeah, if you, you want to increase the reach promote, of your we'll podcast. You your, yeah, yeah. We'll help like, you, I'm an expert on Apple. I'll help you promote your podcast. But, but it's, they always butter you up first. Like, we've noticed. We really enjoy your podcast. Or we've noticed <laughs> you're doing a really good podcast. Like, you haven't noticed anything. Yeah, go fuck off. If you listen to this garbage, <laughs> it's just Neil and I drinking and rambling about things what a load of old shit so exactly. so so what i'm drinking so i i, I told i think i told the story a couple weeks ago but i helped my daughter move yes and she had an apartment with three twenty, well two 21 year olds and a 22 year old and people would just they had parties over there all the time and people would just bring like 12 packs or cases of booze and drink like two or three out of them and just leave it in the closet oh just so, random random beer so i just like took home like hundreds of cans of like beer and seltzer oh, and it's like christmas for you mate well the problem <laughs> is i've worked my way through Oh, boy. Most of it. So what I have left is Bud Light. So I'm drinking Bud Light, which is the most garbage beer I never normally would drink it. I, I can't imagine the last time I had one unless I was at like a wedding reception or something, and that was all I had. Now you got to watch that girlish figure of yours, my friend. Yeah, yeah, it's girlish, all right. <laughs> gorilla, my gorillish figure. <laughs> You're fucking, yeah. Anyway. Vanilla gorilla. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I have a song that, that really, I, I, that we can do to welcome our... I'm, I'm, I'll play a song first to welcome our new, sure, welcome our new listeners. Well, and I'm, I will say too, I, I, I don't have a lot on my uh, agenda tonight, which means this will probably be like a three-hour episode. I really don't have to talk about. <laughs> yes, this, indeed. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So we we appreciate you, or I appreciate you. Neil doesn't, but I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody, Tom. Yes, exactly. In fact, we have a piece of mail about that too, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, we actually have a couple, of de- yeah. a couple of decent letters, and and. The one thing that I'm super excited about, Neil, I'm sure you're not. Our friend Aaron, did you see that email? Oh, the Hawaiian shirt? Yes, he can make Hawaiian shirts with our logo on it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hideous. Oh, that's so great. Dude, I'm going to go lay on the beach wearing my. I'm going to be all geared up. We're going to be like suicidal tendencies, man. <laughs> we're going to have every. Getting the socks We're going to be like, like later era misfits. We're just going to put our image on everything. Yeah, that classic logo. Yeah, I saw the Hawaiian shirt. I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled about either the colorway or the um, the small designs. I think the bigger bigger designs would be better on that. I've kind of come around to the Hawaiian shirt. Um, I never wore one before. I was probably like in my 30s. I think probably because of the Simpsons, what Homer said. What was that? Which is only two kinds of people that wear Hawaiian shirts. Those are gay guys and big fat party animals. <laughs> and which one are you, so, Tom? Well, I think it's becoming pretty obvious which I am, Neil. Yes. I... So, anyway. <laughs> Even though you're going on about the length and I'm, the girth of a can. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the Hawaiian shirts. I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, excited God. about the Hawaiian shirts. I think I'm going to get one for everybody in my house for their, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty reasonable, too. I, I, I assume he knows how to get them printed, I assume, because I don't know anybody that gets those things printed. Aaron's our dude. Anyway. All right. For the rest of you who aren't Aaron, this song is a Chicago band, Apocalypse Hoboken. You know Apocalypse Hoboken, Neil? I do. I got a couple of their of their CDs of their yes, long players. Yes, I do too. Yeah, yes. definitely CD era, right? Yep, definitely yes. And they and played they this, played out a couple times in the past six months. They did. They kind of had a little reunion thing. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think which album this is from. I think it's Simple Something Complex Machinery Something Something. 
Anyway, I've always loved this song. I, you know, I saw Apocalypse Hoboken only one time, and uh, over to the west of us here, when we were kids, and we did this a couple times because you could actually make good money doing it. We rent out the, oh, was it the Eagles? The Eagles. But there was one. <laughs> the band, was the one Eagles. Hall, like the, no, no, like the Eagles <laughs> Hall, like a hall. Okay, I'll give you five bucks for them. Sure. <laughs> the first band to break the hundred dollar barrier um for t- tickets um but we used to go to i can't remember it was, the, it was elks lodge or the eagles or something i mean grand haven was a very popular place to rent and you could rent it and have your punk shows there you know yeah yeah so i went over there and watched apocalypse hobogan and sidekick Cato from chicago mm-hmm. along with a band from kalamazoo called the deconstruction or deconstruction or something. All the bands are pretty great, honestly. I don't remember who the opener was. Interesting. But the deconstruction played way too long. Hmm. And by the time Apocalypse Hoboken got on, there was literally like twenty minutes until oh, Jesus. curfew. Oh Jesus. And the singer literally took half of those twenty minutes to bitch about the opening band. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing but anyway, nothing like an opening band playing for an hour. It's great. It was a great show. <laughs> and this song is called Jerk Lessons. Apocalypse Hoboken from Chicago there with uh, Jerk Lessons. And, uh, yeah, I believe Apocalypse Hoboken, I believe their first um, Reformation show or whatever, was it? Uh, Siren. Siren Records, yeah, Pim McHenry, our good friends, Bill. Wasn't there, like, some rumor that it was a big blowout or fight or something? I don't remember. Yeah, there was something about the singer was losing his voice or something, and they were, supposed they were playing to play... too loud or something, or they were playing They were the supposed to headline and... somewhere in Chicago with our buddies... Boris a sprinkler, but they had to cancel the last minute because of right. COVID or something. Yep. But we were speculating whether or not it was because they hated each other or something. Yep. I don't know. Well, that would be typical, right? The band gets together after 20 years, and within five minutes, they just rediscover why they hated each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally typical. The momentum can carry them for a bit. Yes. Um, so, okay. Uh, are we done with all that? So it'll be interesting to see, again, if the people that like our facebook group if they actually listen to the podcast that's actually an interesting interesting question but if they don't listen to the podcast they won't be hearing this anyway so i guess <laughs> pretty much so screw you yeah. screw all of you well, maybe i'll put it actually on the facebook group and see um we'll take a poll all right poll i was supposed to go to two shows last week i actually ended up only going to one of the two so um 
I'm going to talk about that a little bit, if that's cool with you. So you're talking about this, like, uh, post-punk uh, kind of thing you went and saw. Indeed, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Skipped yeah. The, you skipped the punk show, but you went and saw the post-punk show. As a matter of fact, I'm just seeing a disturbing trend with you, Neil. It seems <laughs> like you're going to as many non-punk shows as you are <laughs> punk shows. Well, they're punk adjacent, you know, like, you know, kind, yeah, kind, yeah, of, post, sure kind of post-punk like, thing. Like Blink-182, punk adjacent. I, I don't think Blink-182 went to see the Sex Pistols at Huddersfield, mate. <laughs> Defending the know? chameleons. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, so the first one I went to, and I've been looking forward to this for ages, um, the chameleons who were a post-punk band from Manchester, who I have a lot of history with, because uh, I was in Manchester from 81 to 85, and they started as a band in 81. So I went to a lot of their early gigs. So um, this hmm. tour was supposed to, originally they were supposed to be touring with the Mission UK, who are definitely a goth band, and uh, are they still around. A yes. theater of hate. Yeah, they they reformed. I think. Um, so that was supposed to be the date originally. But... So theater of hate. They're another one. They're like a big rebellion band, right? They're yep. an English band. Exactly. They have theater of hate, spirit of destiny. They're almost. Is uh, what's Kirk Brandon? They got the same same singer and songwriter. Gotcha. So. Um, <clears throat> So what was it? Oh yeah, so they were going to play originally in October, I think. But where they, was that going to be? It was going to be actually down at Thalia Hall. Okay, I've on the south there. side in the Pilsen. And, uh, but it's a, it's a great venue. It's just a pain in the ass to get to. It's about as long as uh, Brower House. Um, but on the oh, south so it's side, it's like an hour for you to get down there. Yeah, if not longer. And parking's always a nightmare. Anyway, I digress. They canceled that entire thing. I don't think the mission were ready to tour or something. Maybe they only did new hats or something. <laughs> Mm. They've canceled that again until 2023. But anyway, the Chameleons uh, said, well, we want to go out anyway. So they jumped on a bill with um, She Wants Revenge. Are you familiar with She Wants Revenge there, Tom? Not only am I not familiar with them, I heard the name, but you mentioned them, and I went and listened to them on Spotify, and they have one song that's been played like 10 million times that I'd never heard, I swear. Oh, interesting. That What was that probably tear you apart? Maybe. Yeah, which I'm probably going to... I didn't hate it, it, but it wasn't... It was definitely not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, the post-punky, 80s, gothy style, but with a dance influence. Like a little um, bit like a like a less rock and roll gang of four or something. Just like a... I don't know. Well, interestingly enough, the band on, on record, it's only two guys. But live, they had two... It was a five-piece. It was two guitarists, drum, bass, singer. I mean, it was, uh, you mm. know, it was it, it was it was rocking, man. Um, anyway, this was at the Metro. So it was She Wants Revenge, The Chameleons, and uh, an, uh, an opener called Darcy, who we'll, we'll get to in a second. So, um, so, so of course, Metro is 1,100 people or so. Yep. 550 upstairs, 550 downstairs, or something like that. What? Uh, how was the crowd? How big? About, I'd say... It wasn't crowded. Well, half maybe. A bit more than half, maybe seven hundred, maybe mm. someone like that. Not okay. bad, you know. But for because it was a Sunday night, which is a weird night. Yeah. Right? So it's um, not Rick, the worst night to see a show because you can take a nap at least. Rick was <laughs> Rick was <laughs> well beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. Yeah, exactly. it was a, it was a work day the next day though. Rick was supposed to go. You know, my buddy Rick. Um, yep. But he, and not but that he, he likes any of the bands, the... not that he likes any of the bands. He I just would say like... he accidentally listens to one of the bands. He's like, I'm out, dudes. I'm <laughs> no, out. No, he just likes going to Metro because he can get drunk at G-Man before and then keep uh, drinking yes. at Metro. Uh, I, I concur. No, I think he got COVID again. There was ah. some, some silly girl came into the office and was sick as a dog. And then, you know, she basically got everybody else sick. So he, he had COVID, so he couldn't go. So, uh, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So she wants revenge. I, I kind of like. I, I kind of listen to them a lot with my ex girlfriend. So that was that was kind of the link there. So basically, you, you listen to half their show and went home. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yes, indeed. That's your mo. Um, so we get there. Doors were at eight. So because Rick wasn't there, we weren't going to go drinking first. So we went straight in. Uh, doors at eight. Show at nine. We got in about eight thirty, and it was a. Already... Wait, that's pretty late on Sunday night. See, they yeah, could right. Bump that, they could bump that up an hour, right? See, I, and especially I thought it was only two bands. It was only when I got there I saw this Darcy had been added. Duh. Um, that's a horrible name for a band. It's not a band. It's one girl. Oh, so it's a horrible name for a girl. No, it's not. It's a fine <laughs> name for a girl. I'm sorry. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Uh, so we get in there. It's pretty crowded already, funnily enough. Like, I couldn't get my... Like, it was about four or five people deep at the front, you know, by the stage that up mm. front where you stand. Um, so I couldn't get my regular front left because it, uh, it was pretty crowded there. So, so you were angry the whole rest of the show? Well, no, I went front right instead. I decided to flip it. I decided to mm. do something a bit different. So I went front right. And this is funny. I wonder if you're, like, slightly deafer in your left ear, so you always want to favor that right ear. I, my left ear does get very waxy. That's true. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, I told the story about my my Q-tip incident, right? I do not. I've never heard the Q-tip incident, which is a good name for a band. Okay. Well, maybe I'll tell that story later if we run out of. All right. Things don't go. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, it's only eight thirty. I mean, the band isn't supposed to come on for another half hour. Um, and there's a so I'm standing front right, and there's a group of like six very animated um guys, probably just left college, perhaps a bit uh, theatrical, if you get my take. And they're being very loud. Are you saying fruity? Very what are you saying? No? I don't yes. know what you mean. Yes. You have to touch your nose, tap your nose. I'm not yes. sure. Yes, fruity. There you go. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. it. Yes. But they're they being had, like, super loud. On and... Super loud. And one guy had the most annoying laugh in the world and kept laughing at everything. So I was like, oh, yeah. these guys are going to be a fucking trip to stand next to. Um, then suddenly, one of them just collapses. Bam! Right down. <laughs> collapsed. Absolutely collapsed. And then puking everywhere. <laughs> oh, I love like, that smell. It was like a five-year-old in kindergarten. Was, so I've never seen so many um, security at Metro. They just, so they throw everybody out? They sw- No, they just swarmed this guy, dragged his ass out. Um, I'm assuming they were going to tend to him in the back. I don't know if they were going to rough him up, but anyway. He Dude, was going like, to do that thing where they grab him by each, two guys grab him by an arm and a leg each and just swing and throw him out the back door. So the was, I, mean, I mean, he was unconscious. They dragged him out. He was not conscious. Um, wow. And there's this huge pile of puke. Looked like looked like he'd been eating baked potato soup. Uh. Like. So, but dude, it was just like high school. One guy came running out with a, like a bucket of sand. Ah. Another guy came running out with like a pooper scooper thing. What's the smell, man? Oh. Yeah. So we just everyone just moved away, and I, <laughs> I was the asshole who was yelling. Yeah, I remember when I had my first drink. Dickhead. Um, well, and you don't want to get slippery, you know. Yeah, exactly. We all know about my exploits falling down in front <laughs> yes. of the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so those five, the the uh, uh, our friends, our theatrical friends, all like scattered and ran away. So, so it was peaceful after that. <clears throat> so okay, I was wondering why the stage was so full of. I don't think it was dry ice. I think it was a smoke machine. I mean, it was. I haven't seen mm. that much smoke on the stage since the early days of Echo and the Bunny Men, right? It was crazy. It's goth, dude. It's goth. Then this one little waifish girl appears at the front of the stage with like a big synthesizer in front of her and like a table with like drum machines and shit to the left of her. And that was Darcy. And she was a one woman band with, you know, backing tapes and huh. all the electrical doodahs. Um, 
kind of interesting at first. I, she had a lot of balls for you know, just being a one one person sure. thing on stage. It's a very uh, uh, yeah, very uh, stark sort of way. It, it was stark is a good way to put it. It was very stark and a little bit depressing. Very electro, obviously, and she had mm. all these effects on her voice. It was very weird. Mm. Um, and I was like, why does she have these effects on her voice? And then went into the second song, and she turned off the effects on her voice. And then I understood why. And I understood, yes, exactly. Then I understood why good old Darcy had those effects on her voice because mm. she could not sing worth a damn. But huh. um, it, it was fine for what it was. It was, yeah, stark. Um, I mean, half hour, right? Tops. Minimalist synth, yeah. Half hour and a half hour was pushing it because every song was exactly the same pace. And exactly, obviously, you know, just she might hit it. Oh, at one point she got out a guitar for some reason. And slung oh. that around her, and just like strummed a few chords. I was, I was tempted to, I was tempted to shout out Freebird, but I, I didn't. <laughs> um, so anyway, one uh, more cider, and you would have. It was interesting because uh, the, after her first song, the crowd was very appreciative. Come huh. the come the last song, people couldn't wait to get to get yeah, her, get her off the fucking stage. You know. Yeah, that's why you got to make sure you know where you're welcome. I get that. I've had that many times. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Okay, this isn't interesting anymore. It's just that quick, right? Yeah, it really was. Um, anyway, so she cleared her crap off the stage real fast. And next thing you know, Mark Burgess, who was the main guy from the Chameleons, he used to play yep. bass and sing, and he was the, he wrote all the songs. Well, I think he wrote all the lyrics anyway, um, and a lot of the melodies. He comes on stage and gets in front of the mic and says... Uh, one of the guitarists has food poisoning, so rather oh. than, so rather than cancel completely, he's gonna like do a sit down like acoustic set with one, with the other guitarist. Oh. So no, but it was I tell you what it was it was absolutely fantastic because uh, you know those songs they're very layered and uh, tons of melody and stuff and they just it worked really really well as mm. that as that acoustic set it really did it was uh, they played a lot of the slower songs. But it was uh, really much appreciated. It was really, huh. it was really, really good. So it's kind of cool. So you basically, you kind of got a set that is sort of unusual. Which exactly. Is fun, right? Very, very unusual. Well, especially yeah. when you said you saw them a bunch of times. I've seen them probably 10, 12 times, perhaps. Yeah, in the early days. Yeah. And also, I saw them, they toured, uh, the full band toured in 2002 and then broke up again. And then he performed Chameleon songs about four years ago. I saw him at Chop Shop doing a Chameleon set. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, this was unusual. It was the first time I'd seen him do this. So I was actually thrilled with it and it went down really well. I mean, it was funny. It was this crowd, the dude, the crowd was a very interesting split. It was probably about a third old dudes like me or older folks coming to see the chameleons. Sure. And then two thirds, these very, very, very attractive, uh, young ladies in basically a lot of them just in their underwear and stuff, I guess, coming to see. She well, that works revenge. out well since you said most of the men there were fruits, so that gives you a lot of, <laughs> lot of women for you, my friend. Except for the old dudes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but they, it was, just, you guys just, just no creep vibes there, I'm sure. It was great people watching, let me tell you. Um, so uh, Mark and, the, well, Chameleons, it was basically just him, right, and one of the guitarists, uh, they played for about 45 minutes. And you know, he, did a, he needed a lot of speed. Remember when we saw Jake Burns do his thing at that uh, crazy oh, yeah, yeah. peg boy outside show during COVID? Told stories about the songs and stuff. Yeah, he told tons of stories about the songs. I'm cool with that, man. When that's done yeah. well, I like that, actually. I mean, and as much as I know the band, there was a lot of the stories I'd never heard before. Well, especially, okay, so it's, it's especially if it's a band you've seen 50 times, 
it's really cool to see something different. Now, if you're first time seeing the chameleons and all the guy does is tell stories, I might yes. be a little irritated. Agreed. But for you, you know, and and you know, for the younger Turks who are there to see She Wants Revenge, I don't know, maybe that was interesting or maybe it wasn't us. Yeah, they probably couldn't wait for them to get off, basically, you know, so they could do their bopping about in their underpants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, make it sound so appealing. Uh, so, uh, what did I do after after the chameleons finished? Uh, we oh yeah because and I'll give them the I'll give them the due man these bands there was only like five minutes between bands really yeah I mean Darcy dragged her one synthesizer off and it was gone but the chameleons again because they really didn't have much to set up there was no drums and anything like that so they were off and she wants revenge were on almost instantly now I had no idea what to expect from she wants revenge like like I said it was originally a two piece so I didn't know if it was just going to be the two of them with one guy playing backing tracks or what but. I was very surprised and happy to see it was like a full-on band, like I said, a five-piece. Mm. And um, I really haven't paid attention to them for like 10 years, so I assume they've put out numerous albums in the meantime. I, I only knew their first two albums, but uh, uh, the first two songs they played were off their first album, so that was pretty cool for me. Uh, we went upstairs. Uh, at that point when She Wants Revenge came on. Cause so I've actually never been upstairs in the Metro. Is it seated up there? Uh, the seats along the very front of the railing, okay. and then and then it's all standing. And there's actually a bar upstairs too, well, so it's, a, it's actually very cool up there. Um, so and actually, Jason was there from Illuminated Brewworks. Hey, Jace. So uh, yeah, yeah so, I saw that. I wondered if you guys went together. I saw he checked in. No, he he, but he did he did come up, and he, his wife was supposed to go, and she bailed too. So he kind of hung out with us for a while. Uh, now again, there was lots of ladies in. Uh, scantily scantily dressed upstairs so that was cool but uh the two songs i knew was great then they did two more songs i didn't know so much and i was i'm like you know what i'm gonna go downstairs and go to the merch see what they've got and see if mark from the chameleons was down there and sure enough he was so i saw four songs from she wants revenge which was probably fine for me it's enough um but then hung out with mark in the in the merch thing for like 20 minutes it was great we just shot the shit Talked about old times. Um, it, it was awesome. We actually sang a couple of songs together. It was all, Dude, it was awesome. It was like I'd known him. Well, I have known, kind of known him for 40 years, but, you know, never like face-to-face, really, apart from huh. saying hello kind of thing, you know? But it was it was fantastic. I, I got his uh, email address. I'm hoping to get him on the podcast, and uh, it was great. I bought some merch. Lydia bought some merch. It was great. It was a great night. So we got out of there, played by 10 o'clock. Nice. Home by eleven. Yeah. No, it's gotta be later than that. The opening didn't go until nine. That dude, that's true. Yeah, we probably got out of there at eleven. It was home by twelve. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I was buzzing. I was absolutely buzzing by the time I got home, just because Mark had been so cool. And he's, you know, it wasn't just me. He spent time with other people down there too. But I had more in common with him. I'm sure he enjoyed spending. I'm sure he way more enjoyed spending time with an older English gentleman than he did in all the girls in their underpants. Uh, Well, I've come in to see the chameleons. No, there was a guy in a kilt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are, you are. uh, Yes, I would take you over that. (laughs) Yes, and uh, and I know some other old old timers. So. you know, Neil, an are you going to play a chameleon song? I am. I'm going to play one right now. Actually. Well, let me give my my own because I don't know jack about the chameleons. I don't know jack about she wants revenge, but I used to go to the the great like punk alternative bar. It was really more alternative, but they had a lot of punk bands play there. Bar in Grand Rapids was called the Reptile House. I've talked about it many times. It's long gone. It's yep, been gone uh, since yep. real early 2000s, but it was my favorite place to go. But we used to have band practice on the west side of Grand Rapids at on Thursday nights. 
And then we usually afterwards, we would go to the reptile house. Part of the reason we went to the reptile house is because we went there at 19 and they would service alcohol. So that helped, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, But one Thursday night when we were in there, we saw tons of great bands that we had no idea who they were. One night when we were in there, pretty early on, I don't think I was of age yet, Mark Burgess and the Sons of God were playing. That Okay, so, yeah, Mark Burgess, after the Chameleon split, he was in a band called The Sun and the Moon. And then after that split, yeah, he did... Uh, yeah, Mark Burgess and the Sons of God, and he was touring with those guys. And I have no recollection of the show hardly, but I remember seeing that. I cannot believe that you saw that. That, that what what made you go to that? That's really interesting. We because it was Thursday night, and we went, to, and we went to the Red House on Thursday night to drink. Huh? And they so, were playing. So was it free? Yeah, it was probably like seven bucks or something to get in. Huh. But they had this beer, this mysterious beer called Skull Beer, that was one dollar for a pint. <laughs> Skull. We learned we learned later that it wasn't so mysterious as it was natural light, but nonetheless, ah, it was a dollar for a beer. Gotcha. Buy all your buddies around for a fiver, you know. So that's interesting. So you saw a Mark Burgess indicate uh, thing that I never saw. So that's funny because I never saw the Sons of God. Well, it's I, funny. I have the CD, I w- but I never I never saw I w- them. I wish I had more recollection of it. I mean, I, if it was bad, I would remember. Or if it, if it was really bad, I would remember. Or if it was like revelatory to me, I would remember it. But it wasn't, unfortunately, either of those things. But mm. it, but. It's cool. Maybe that was the $1 Skull beer. Well, I mean, that's why we were there, but we just enjoyed the music. But no, they always had cool stuff there, man. Tons of, like I said, saw tons of great stuff there. Dude, a lot that, of times accidentally. That reminds me at Metro once. I saw a band I really love. In fact, I on our early, in, I think, episode one or episode two of the show, I made you listen to them. It was uh, These Animal Men. And mm. I saw them at Metro in like 92 or something. And it was it was quarter beers. Quarter. Wow. <laughs> around for a dollar yeah sign it's like a tuesday that. night or something yeah um I mean, maybe the, yeah that's i mean it sounds better than the house of blues 15 dollars. yes indeed yes indeed all right i'm gonna play a song by the chameleons they actually played mark played it this this night it was they said it was the first song they ever wrote when the band got together oh, so okay. this song is called the fan and the bellows
chameleons there? They were known as Chameleons UK over here. I guess there was a American another American chameleons. band called Chameleons. So yeah, uh, is it punk? Is it punk, folks? You decide. The answer is no, but it's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's it's post punky. Like that was the first song they ever wrote, so it's a bit punkier than a lot of the other stuff. Sure. Um, and they actually got that was supposed to be their first single. They were signed to CBS at that time, but CBS mm. wouldn't put it out because he says the word masturbates in it, and he wouldn't take it out. So they, mm. had, to, they had to they had to put out in shreds instead, which you might know in shreds, perhaps. That's Maybe. one of their most famous songs. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was it, was, it was a really, really good night. I had a great time. I bought some merch. So that what night was that? that? was a Sunday night. That was, Sunday, okay. Yeah, week last Sunday, yeah. Now, I'm a little disappointed that you skipped a show last weekend, but you said you weren't feeling well. Now, here's, okay, so here's the deal with this. And I have to ask you this, because as a, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a reasonably big drinker, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a that's a nasty rumor. I will never not confirm or deny. <laughs> big big drink, a big eater. Um, <laughs> Everything excessive. Have you ever suffered from really really bad acid reflux? Uh, I occasionally will get it, but it's pretty rare. You know, I drink I drink, and I also eat tons of tons of spicy food, and I have almost never any kind of consequences. So here's here's what For it was. Either. Here's what it was with me. So on Saturday night, I'm like pig champion, Neil, pig champion. That's the guy from uh, Poison Idea, yes. Poison Idea, yeah. I'm he's not quite that size. He's yet. dead, I'm isn't getting he? there. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's dead. There you go. I am too. <laughs> what? You heard it here first. <laughs> it's always dead. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so. I'm sorry. I, sorry, I, man. I, I mean, I went to bed reasonably early on Saturday night. I, I didn't go I didn't go out drinking, I don't think, on Saturday. I, I was... Oh, was this Friday night into Saturday? It was Friday night into Saturday. That's what it was. Um, so we went out to Uncle Julio's after work. Had a couple of margaritas, but you know it was cold. Dude, you got a you got a rich history with those margaritas. Might be time to give up the margaritas. No, we only had a couple and it, because it was cold, and we decided the margaritas weren't very good. So we just went home. We, I wasn't drunk at all. So went mm-hmm. home, and Laura made. Uh, have you ever had a Have you ever had a, a Hawaiian McDonald's breakfast, Tom? You know what that is. What they serve uh, you? What they serve you? Pineapple or something, right? What they serve you for breakfast and uh, McDonald's in Hawaii? No, it is instead of instead of pancakes, sausage, and hash browns, it is eggs, spam, and rice. And that wow, is that what they amazing. serve. That's what they serve at McDonald's yeah. in Hawaii for breakfast. It's actually really good. Eggs and eggs and. Yeah, I know they don't have much pork in Hawaii. It's a problem. So anyway, so Laura made that because I know it's really tasty. So I huh. had that and. About what? This was for breakfast, or this was no, like for dinner. This was for dinner, just because okay. you know we'd be into Uncle Julio's, and the, the food at Uncle Julio sucks. So you know, I mean, we ate there one time with you. I don't remember it being particularly bad or particularly good. So it's just it's. I mean, it's it's one step above Taco Bell, basically, <laughs> and, and a hell of a lot more expensive. Um, yeah. So I wake up at one o'clock in the morning with this. I've never had this. I've had indigestion before, but I've never had this. I had this burning burning from my lungs up, up, up in your throat up into yeah. back of my throat yeah and it's this awful. taste like it the taste was like rotten meat and i was yep. like holy fucking burns shit. What right the, yeah, yeah absolutely like and i was coughing and it's burning the whole burning like acid i'm like am i fucking dying am i have do yeah. i have covid i can't hardly breathe and uh completely freaked me out one o'clock in the morning you know and it's nothing better than waking up one o'clock in the morning not you're trying to you wash are. this taste out of your mouth yep. you, can put, you can drink as much water as you want it really doesn't do it does much. not go in anything it takes the burn away but it doesn't take the 
tased away. So luckily, Lydia was still on the phone with her boyfriend in San Diego. <laughs> and he's like, she asked him and he's like, yeah, I get this all the time. Just eat a couple of crackers or a piece of toast and it will get better. And sure enough, I did that. And we found some Pepsi AC or something and I took one. And after about an hour, it started to get better. So, but I was, because I'd never had it before, man. I was fucking petrified. I didn't know what the fuck this was. So, so the only time I ever usually get it is I'm drinking a ton of beer. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a burp kind of a thing or like a, it's sort of, it you like, you know, you say when you throw up in your mouth or whatever. Yeah. Kind of gives you that kind of a thing. But yeah, I, was, I remember I had that when I was in Austin. I was just drinking so much beer and it just happened on, when we were out on Saturday night at the bar, which we shouldn't have been out that late anyway. But uh, yeah, it was, it's awful. I was drinking that awful Lone Star beer as fast as I could to try to wash the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> so, oh, see, see, I woke up out of a dead sleep. So there's nothing better than waking up. I've had that too, though, Neil. I've, I've had that too. It's, it's And different. you can't breathe out of a dead sleep? And it's fucking petrifying. So anyway, suffice to say, I got like no sleep that night. And then I woke up the next morning and got a migraine instantly. So I just had the shittiest fucking Saturday. Well, you're so, getting very emo, Neil. I was like, you know, I was supposed to be going to see uh, Field Day, right, at uh, yep. at Cobra Lounge. Cobra Lounge. I'll yep. be looking forward to it, too. And for those that don't know, Field Day is basically, it's basically Dag Nasty, right? It's the latter day line. It's the yeah. second lineup of Dag Nasty without uh, the original singer whose name was... He's saying for all too. What's his name, Neil? He was only in it for like Dave one, Smalley. He was only in it for one album, though. I think, right? Yep. Yeah. And then, then the guy who sings for Field Day was in the second two albums. Yep. There's actually an official version of Dag Nasty still around. It's kind of like the golden era of Dag Nasty, actually. There's just two different versions of the band, and they're friendly, and it's cool. Hmm. Anyway, so and they do because we saw them at Punk Rock Bowling last year, yep, and they great. do a lot of that early Dag Nasty catalog, the fantastic stuff. So I was looking forward to that at uh, Cobra Lounge, but didn't make it because I just felt super run down and shitty and uh so that was my excuse for that so i didn't go our pals our pals the duis uh open for them in milwaukee and green bay um and i saw some footage of the milwaukee show did not look super well attended oh that's a shame well the, I the name isn't really out there yeah the name isn't out there at all well you know yeah. field day so okay so their first two albums were what we go to denko's and uh can I say? Can I say, yeah. Um, and those two were on, were they on? Discord, weren't they? Discord, yeah. Okay. yeah. Either way, those two albums are pretty well known. The third album was called Field Day, but I don't know that album. I only know the first two. Yeah, I know the first two, too, yeah. So so I guess, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's a shame because they really are good. It's the second singer and then the second bass player whose name is Doug. I can't remember what the singer's name is. Doug Carrion? Yep, Doug, Doug Carrion, who yep. plays bass, and they're really they're real nice guys. Real, you can tell they really enjoy what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're really they're really into it, and they've released a couple of singles over the yep. past couple of years. They're doing the right day, thing. Right? They're kind yeah. of slowly releasing new music instead of like yeah. you know putting out a bunch of albums that nobody cares about. Yep, and so, and everything they put out, their new stuff is really good actually. Yeah, I know. Remember you played a song by them yep. not so long. I think ago. you have that twelve inch. I do. From our pal Alan. I do. Yeah, yeah Alan got it. I have the seven inch, which I really liked. I reviewed it at some point actually. And the ball wheels were opening up, so that was it. It was a really good, it was yeah, a really was a good, cool uh, really Cobra's good lineup. Very, but very I was small. just, there was no way. I mean, I thought about it. I at eight o'clock. I was like, do I really feel like getting off the couch right now? And the answer was no, because Lydia yeah. wasn't going to go. It was just going to be me. She it was just solo. Like, there was yeah, no fucking way. There was no way. So, anyway, that was that's why I didn't go, Tom. And I'm going to play another song. Okay. And I am going to play a song by She Wants Revenge. 
and you guys mm. can all judge it as you like. This song is called Tear You Apart, and it was, uh, yeah, my ex-girlfriend, this is what got us together kind of thing. So anyway, that's that. So yeah, She Wants Revenge with uh, Tear You Apart.
gonna fucking tear you apart. All right, that was the dark stylings of She Wants Revenge with uh, Tear You Apart off of their first album from 2005, which, if you can find on vinyl, it's like $500 or something ludicrous. Huh. Yeah, it was definitely CD era, right? Yeah, CD era, yes, indeedy. So, Neil, what I, you know what I did Saturday? Did I tell you this? I think I sent some pictures to you and Richard. Stayed home and beat off. No. <laughs> that would have been preferable, actually. Oh, I went to... Grand River oh, Comic Con. that's right. You went to Comic Con. That's right. <laughs> My kids love this thing, man. I take them every year. But as I've said often, I, I'm not sure that they, they, my wife always says, if your kids want to do something with you, you better do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's true enough. Yeah, I get but that. I'm not sure. That they, I, I can't decide if they want me to do it with them as much as they want me to pay for everything. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head right there. So friend. it's like 37 bucks to get into this thing. No, I looked at the lineup and on it's this. Basically just a, a flea market. Like a high-end flea market, a, a geek flea market. Geek flea, that's another good name for a band. Uh, I looked at the lineup, and okay, so they have a big Comic-Con in Chicago, one of the national ones. Yep. And, that, and that always has famous people, you know, so you, mm-hmm. pay, you can pay to get autographs from, like, the guy that played Doctor Who or, you know, sure, the, sure. what's the name from Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. I looked at the lineup from uh, at the Grand Rapids one. It was like... Someone who did the voiceover for some Star Wars cartoon. Or <laughs> they do a shit. ton of voice. They have a ton of voiceover artists. Yes, it was pretty fucking low rent. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's ne- next because... thing you'll be on it, Tom. Next thing it'll be you. Well, because well, it is funny because they do have to go a little nichey. Yeah. Because yeah, they can't compete like, you know, head to head with San Diego or Chicago or some of these. Yeah, so yeah. they'll do like full sets, and it's kind of nichey. But like, they had all the living actors who played Jason on Friday the Thirteenth there. And how would you know? Because he wore a mask the whole time. They could have been, well, could have been Scott too. in a mask. I mean, there. Because one of the, so the original, the first Jason has a band called First Jason. Okay. It's like a really, man, I should have played one of their songs. Really cheesy metal band with like accordion or something. I'm not sure. Mm. But but it's the kid like in the water that comes out on the boat. Like Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm talking about? Like yep. drown. I do, yeah. But anyway, I there was one guy there who did this really cool print. So there's a lot of cool art and stuff. So I did pick up a little bit of that stuff. There's one artist who did a lot of like uh, kind of punk uh, horror mashup. And I got this cool, it's like album cover side. It says Black Fridays and it's got the black flag stripes. But it's got like the four different main iterations of Jason. Hmm. The you know, it's, it's cool. My daughter bought, my daughter, Addie, my younger daughter came and she bought a bunch of stuff. My son bought a couple Lego things. You know, he's a huge Lego, Lego collector. So which, it was, it was, it was which, fun. You know, it was, which it was a fun, uh, my younger one. Okay. Well, they both came. They both came. So, it was cool. You so know, dad was, paid for everything. I did not pay for their shopping, but yeah, I paid to get in and, and because, uh, because they were, you know, willing to spend the day with me and I paid for them to get in, I thought I should also, you know, pay for dinner, but that's fine. It's all good, man. No, it was, it was, it was good. It was good hanging out with the kids. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome people watching, obviously. Yep. Now, do people dress up at this one? Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Oh, they do. Okay. It definitely brings out my inner bully. <laughs> I don't want to say yeah, I was, so. like, the worst bully in school, because I was more like the psychological bully. <laughs> I more tortured people with my words. I didn't really beat people up a ton. But, man, I do feel like my inner Nelson Muntz. Like, I feel my clen- my fist clenching a lot. Like, I just want to, like, go through the plow through and just hey, give, like, 10 or 12 haymakers in a row. Any uh, any ladies in fetching costumes? Um, you know, the last couple of years, the big trend has been Harley Quinn. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which I gotta tell you, only maybe ten percent of the women who dress like Harley Quinn can really pull it off. Yeah, you have to be pretty uh, 
but there was i mean there's definitely there's always some really it's a weird phenomenon right because it's like an excuse to dress weird so there's a lot of like men dressed as women who probably wouldn't dare do it outside that setting and there's a lot of uh real foxy women in these real slutty costumes yeah definitely men it's, dressed uh, as women that's weird okay yeah, well, it, it is a weird. It's a, it's it's such a weird thing, you know. And I I, I always go, these people are out of their freaking minds. What a bunch of losers! But then I'm always like, you know what? I'm a 50 year old man, almost 50 year old man who like travels around the country watching washed up punk rock bands play, you know. <laughs> so I really do. It's like you know, like we were talking about earlier when I was talking about going to the college football game, where I'm watching these people. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? These are grown men wearing jerseys and talking about we did good last Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. But it's no weirder than what we do, you know. So I'm, I really, but so it's it's fascinating people watching. I enjoy it. Like I said, I enjoy it for the most part, and it's always it's always nice to spend the day with the kids. So no, that's true. That's good. I I I never, I don't think I ever went to Comic Con, but I used to go to sports collectible conventions all the time in the oh, early nineties. They hadn't. Quite, Did you wear your jersey and talk about your team? They hadn't quite blown up as much. Yeah, I used to wear Falcon stuff. Yeah. Um, but I like our chances this year. Who's we, man? Who's we? Hey, the fans actually spend money to see that. They, they, that's true. Yeah, the fucking players are free agents. They go wherever the fuck they want. The, yeah, the fan, fans are the ones that put their hard-earned money in every year. Um, but it wasn't as blown up as it is now, those sports collectibles conventions. So, uh, I mean, they, you used to be able to get, like, game-worn jerseys for, like, 100 bucks, 120 mm. bucks. You know, now you'd be paying, like, 2000 or some shit. Mm. And... Uh, I don't know. I used to have a lot of fun. I used to go out there with my buddy Jeff, and we used to uh, we'd go and get drunk first, and then go to yeah. the sports collectible convention and yeah, and join barring people down. Right? That's the that's the whole name of the. Nah, game. I don't like doing that. I'm yeah. not being into that. No, yeah, you got to do that, dude. My wife loves this, so I'm not being into it. Uh, you know, the price they want to charge you is like is like four times what it's actually uh, worth or whatever. So, and especially you wait till the end of the show when they're about to break down. They don't want to take the shit home, uh, and that's when you can get the bargains. It's just I'm always fascinated when I walk into what I consider like an immersive culture that I really don't know anything about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I used to go with my buddy, John. Uh, we used to go to metal fest in Milwaukee. And even then I was, I, I, I liked a few metal bands, but I was mostly a punk rock guy, but it was so interesting to be just immersed in this culture that wasn't your own. And by the same token, my dad used to go, you know, my dad was a gun dealer for all these years and he used to go to like this big tractor show up North. Mm hmm. And I go out there, and I was like, wow, this is like a totally different America than the one I live in, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, even right here, you know, you go you go to one, you know, I go to the pyramid scheme, and it's all, you know, rainbow flags and Black Lives Matter, and then I'll go to the county fair, and it's like, like, freaking, you know, like Drill House in the Prairie or something. Well, Trump dressed as Rambo, yeah. Well, it really, I mean, it's really, it really is, and all within like a 20-mile yep. radius, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life truly is a rich pageant. It is. No, yeah, that reminds me of, uh, this was 10 years ago, it had to be. We went to, you know that big, do you know Schomburg? I, I do, what? man. I went to the uh, Dixie Stampede up there, or the Medieval Times. Medieval Times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a huge mall there, uh, Woodfield. Yeah. Huge, absolutely huge. It's a, it's, it is like, if you had to... Like write a story about the suburbs. That is the suburbs, man. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare of a mall. It's like it's like all these weird split levels, and it's like you can get lost in there really easily. Well, on the streets too, it's so much traffic. You can't turn yep. left anywhere. It's just a yeah. It's yeah. Lost. Don't go at Christmas. It's it's a bloody nightmare. But anyway, so I was there one time uh, with L- Lydia was little, and uh, we were there with I don't know who I was with, and uh, 
there was all these people dressed up as like My Little Pony animals. Oh. It was weird, but I'd never been introduced to that before. I didn't know anything about that yeah. whole subculture, right? So I was Furries like, or whatever. Yeah, why are these? Why are these? And these are, you know, 16, 17 year olds. These aren't 10 year olds. Oh, the, so we saw them 10 years later, Neil, in Wrigleyville. Remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. We did. I was yelling at them then, too. So I know. I, like, I had gotten, but talking of subcultures, I had no idea that that was even a thing, you know? The more yeah. I learn, the less I want to know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you get really into something, then you can find other people who are really, really into it too. But music seems to be a pretty, you know, standard thing these days, right? I guess. All these other weird subcultures. Hey, why don't you play a song? Okay. So, you and I are meeting up here in a couple of days. We are. And we are going to see Black Flag, and I use the term loosely, TSOL, The Dickies, and Total Chaos. You know, after Grisham left uh, TSOL, they really went a terrible direction. They ended up basically sounding like a bad Guns N' Roses at the end. Yeah, they were they called Sweet Surrender or something. What the hell were they called? Well, no, they kept, even as TSOL, they kept going, but they started teasing their hair. And and I think the bass player and the guitar player hung in there for the long term, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. Eventually, I think it was none of them left. But when he left, they made, made a, the first album they made without Jack Grisham was called Change Today. Okay. And it's much different than the early stuff, certainly. But I think it's a really, actually, like a great goth album. It kind of the direction they had been going. So I'm actually going to play, even though this is, has nothing to do with the TSOL, we're going to see. My songs have no connection to anything today, just random. Hmm. And uh, we're going to play, actually, the first song from Change Today. It's called Black Magic. I believe in black magic, Neil. Actually, I don't. But anyway, it's a cool song. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right. Uh, TSOL with uh, what? Black Magic? Is that what? Black Magic from the Change Today LP. Yes. Don't tell Jack. Don't tell Jack Grisham, please. I'll I'll swear they had a different band name at some point. Maybe at the very end. I don't know. Well, they had that weird because I bought a CD because I was like, what's this TSOL all about? And I bought a CD and it was that one. It was TSOL and oh, what the fuck was it called? Ah, huh. uh, I'll drive me crazy now. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know when the so they eventually they kind of lost the name. So when the so the original line I got back together, all four of them actually, and they were called like Grisham, Emery, Roach, and Barnes or whatever. They just called them their four last names, and then they eventually they got the name back. But the so three of the four of them still play. Of all the bands we're going to go see, that's by far the most authentic of the bands. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because it's three of the four, and the original drummer's dead. So take that. So hmm. you, they couldn't have all four. Ten to Fury. That's the name of the band. See, that might have been a later Jack Grisham band. I don't think that was okay. a TSL, TSOL connected necessarily. I mean, other than the fact that – because he played another band too called the Joy Killer Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, Joy Kelly. Yeah, he played. Uh, he played in a couple different bands. But, so it's uh, funny. So yeah. So I got this CD thinking I was gonna, you know, everyone had been raving about TSOL. I was gonna get into it, and it was that Tender Fury bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Not good, huh? No, it would be like someone trying to get into the Clash and starting off with "Cut the Crap." That's what, ah. that's what it would be like, you know. And now here's a word from our sponsor. At On Point Press Company. We specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today. Um, so yeah, so we are going to see, so total chaos. I don't know anything about, I mean, apart from the fact that they're young, well, young kids, they're probably in the thirties now, but younger than the rest of them, right? Dude, they started in 89. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. The the, the guys, the the singer is the only original left. And he's like, he's got, (laughs) excuse me. Neil, what what the hell is that? That was a sneeze. Sorry about that. Yikes. (laughs) Thought you were being attacked. Sorry. Yeah, my body's breaking down. I, Dude, I'm, that's I'm, where I'm that acid not... reflux comes from. You're, you're <laughs> sucking in so much air or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might not make 65. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Total Chaos. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, it started in 89. But the funny thing is, so I'm 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 planning to review the album, so I've actually been, or the show, so I've been doing a little research. Black Flag officially started in 76. Hmm. Is that crazy? Uh, course, I think I well, think, they had a uh, different name at first, though, didn't they? Well, they were called like Panic or something, but um, but they were called Black Flag, I think, in '76. Hmm. I don't know; it's insane. Well, what year did Fix Me come out? Or uh, uh, Nervous Breakdown '78 or something? Yeah, '78. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Total stuff, Chaos first album '92. Jesus Christ! That was me thinking. Well, they are the young guys on this bill, but not by much, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> well, I to well, I'll tell you right now, Dick's '77. Black Flag 76, TSOL 78. Hmm. And they're 89, so yeah. Yeah, they're young guys, only 50. Total, yeah, Total Chaos have a, one of those CDs on VML, Live at the Fireside. Ah. So, yeah. The thing with Total Chaos, it seems like kind of an odd fit, but maybe not. I saw that uh, the West Coast dates, it was just Black Flag and Total Chaos. That's right. So. Well, they've got to bring the age, the age range down from 70 to uh, 60. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny. I've been kind of watching the seats sell because uh, a friend was going to join us. I'm not sure if he's going to or not. Um, Who's that? Uh, Mark from DUIs was going to come down and meet oh, us. Right, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Well, right. he's not sitting with us if he does because the seats have – so the middle section where we're sitting right in front of the stage is is emptying out. Okay. I don't know how the rest of it's selling. I, I don't anticipate a real big crowd, but we'll see. Well, it's funny because off is playing the same night. Yeah. So Just the one – yeah, in the city. Yep. Well, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if a show like that draws in the suburbs. I mean, right. that Dead Boy show did okay, but that was a Saturday night. Well, this is much easier to get to than fucking Brow House, though. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing that you and I were kind of talking about is, and you're going to a show on Wednesday night also. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm actually going to play another another, another couple songs. Yes. Another non-punk show. I'm playing the punkest songs I can find by these bands just to try and mm. get people into them. Well, I, you know what? When we were going to Brow House, you said, Suede, never heard of them. Let me put it on. And I put it on. You were kind of surprised, weren't you? They weren't at all what you expected. Dude, I already forgot. <laughs> well, you, you did made say a, that at the time. Made a big impression. Well, I'm, I mean, listen, when you expect something to suck and then it's not that sucky, that's always a good thing, right? Yeah, and you didn't tell me to turn it off immediately, and I don't think Uncle Marv could hear it. I think he's half deaf, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'm going on Wednesday, so I'm going on Wednesday to see, and any English people will know these bands. It's the Manic Street Manic Street Preachers. From see, Wales. I know the name, but I don't know if I know any songs. They were um, famous. I thought the singer died or something. He did the uh, the first singer from the first album. Mm. Um, he has he suffered really bad from depression. He used to cut himself and stuff. And mm. he one day he just threw himself off a bridge, and they never found his body. So he's Richie. I think his name was Richie Manic. I faked his own yeah. death so he go live in Brazil. Um. And yeah, so he's so, the, but the band continued after he was gone, and uh, they became in the mid '90s uh, a very, very popular band in England. They get a lot of critical acclaim, and uh, I, I haven't seen them gig over here in twenty odd years. So this is a so they're playing, and then the London, well, they're called the London Suede here. They were just called Suede in England, but again, there must be a band called Suede here already. So they're the London Suede here. London Suede is actually a little more familiar sound to me now that you mention it. So um, anyway, so they're playing too. It's a double bill. And these are both huge bands in England. Both of these bands would be able to sell out by themselves. And uh, they're playing the Auditorium Theater. So they're playing a really nice theater in Chicago on Wednesday. Sounds so pretty yuppie. I'm going to that on Wednesday. Then there's the Black Flag Dickies so, so you're the man well. with you're the man with much vacation. You got a bunch of vacation to use up before the end of the year, or not? I do. So I'm taking off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So because I figure I'm going to need it, especially if you're coming in on Thursday, and we might. Well, Thursday we will definitely imbibe, live it up a little bit. Yeah, and then Friday we'll hang out, maybe go to record shopping or something. And then yep. there's something else on Friday night too that you. Well, that's about what I'm trying to. to I'm trying to figure right now, and I think I think Scott and I may go with or without you. Okay. I'm not sure yet, but just because it's off season, so we could stay right within stumbling distance of the House of Blues for like a buck fifty. House of Blues, the worst which is, venue in Chicago, which is cheap in Chicago, obviously. Yeah, um, it is. No, what that is, yeah. So we might, we might actually go. Well, I was going to say, well, hey, listen, man, you're going downtown on the Wednesday. You're going downtown Wednesday. Maybe swing by Sugar, see if they got some tickets for us over there. But uh, or we'll go over there Friday or something. Yeah. We? Yeah, try and score some free tickets. Because the reason Tom says that is because one time Tom was here. I don't know what show we were going to, Tom. Do you remember? 
I don't, but I remember the show they were giving tickets away for. It was yeah, lag wagging so, face to face. Yeah, so we went into Sugar Record Shopping in the morning, and Sugar had a big stack. I mean, a big stack of free tickets to yeah, the probably lag like wagon 50, show. Fifty tickets, or yeah. Something, yeah. So the lag wagon show at House of Blues that night. So clearly, if the shows don't sell, they give away the tickets at Sugar Records. So there you go. So we, so we, I, I don't know. It would be nice to make it into two days, make it a little longer, you know, because driving out there, going to a show, driving home, it's just kind of a so I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're, have, you, have, have you said who it is yet? Oh, it's uh, MXPX and Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah, so Teenage Bottle Rocket, normally I would be all over, right? You all know that. Well, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you don't want to go just for that and then haul. House of Bl- I just hate House of Blues so much. Driving down there, yeah, it's, 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 in, it's in River North, so it's not hard to drive to. Finding parking around there, because it's, the, it's completely the tourist district. Yeah. And on the weekend... It's there's lots of clubs and stuff over there. So driving and parking around there is a fucking nightmare. You know, um, the worst I'm saying, the worst thing for us is there's literally no bars we want to go to over there. Um, I've been well, it's it's good girl watching. I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah if you want to feel like they're creepy fa- stepfathers or something. <laughs> hey, I got no problem with that. Um, <laughs> you know where we go drink when we're over there, Neil? And I know you. Do, I, I can't remember. You, you seem. I think you turned your nose about this place. We love to drink at the Billy Goat. The oh, the Billy Goat. Oh, I was gonna say the Billy Goat's right there. Yeah, you can do yep. that. Sure. Yeah, you can drink at the. We'll Billy probably Goat. we'll yeah. probably go hang out there for the show until they throw us out. Yeah. If and we a, stay. And the funny thing is, around there, it's it's like Wrigleyville. The the bars open and close within like a year. You know, I don't know what to deal with it over there. So you might have been to a place two years ago, and you'll go there this time, thinking you're gonna go back, and the bar's gone. So. Well, listen, those bars, they, they are, you're right, the bars down there are full of young, attractive people. Yes. Just like we don't us. necessarily just like enjoy, our, don't necessarily enjoy <laughs> our company. Yes. I'll tell you what, man. I really don't know anything about MXPX at all. I have a few of their CDs because you used to be able to buy them like in the dollar rack. The thing I will say about MXPX is it seems like every one of their CDs, as it were, had like two great songs on it. Hmm. But I don't know that there's an album, at least for me, that was like a great album all the way through. So what are they? Just like typical, pop, typical pop early, pop, early 90s pop punk kind of thing? Yeah, I think they're from uh, Washington. Oh, they're from, oh, they are. I thought they were from Cali. I thought they were like no. Well, I mean, they're, from the, they're from the West. I think it was Bremerton. Is it Bremerton, Washington? Is that where they're from? No, were they crazy Christians? Did I remember hearing that? I think they might have been early on, but I don't think. I think they've really, really downplayed that, if not disavowed it at this point. And does MXPX stand for anything? Magnified Plaid. What the fuck? They were originally called Magnified Plaid, and they would shorten it M, like with it, but they make the period an X. So that then became MXPX. Okay, M- gotcha. AK. Thank you for the history lesson. I don't know if that's uh, like a you know, and it's it kind of gives it like a no effects kind of thing. I guess I, I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, I've never seen them. I and I always like to see a band I've never seen before. Maybe they're amazing. Um. And of course, Teenage Bottle Rocket are great. Yep, they always. Put if we could get in for free, especially yes, and if we could stay around the corner, yes. So I, I don't know. We're still, I'm still working on the details now. When I get done here, I'll hop on my laptop and see what I can find. Getting in for free will make up for the uh, thirty dollar beers. At, well, uh, yeah, fifteen dollar beers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if if not, I mean. You know, you said I think it's selling poorly. I have no idea if it's selling poorly or not. I think we kind of live in our own little world where we don't really know what goes on outside of it. So maybe it'll be packed, but maybe you're right. Maybe we can go to Sugar and get some free tickets. Or well, if nothing else, I was thinking maybe at least buy them at the door. You know, on Facebook they are they are pimping these things constantly. Okay, show. I'm not getting constantly. that ad. 
I am. I'm not getting that. I only see that uh, 40 year old Asian women nearby want to date me. (laughs) And funnily enough, there are no 40 year old Asian women in uh, in Coopersville. No, there's there's a few. Yeah, the ones that run that Chinese restaurant, probably. Yeah. It's a very that's good. It's, it's a very good Chinese restaurant. It is. It's very good, it's but it mostly good. seems like it's mostly children running that place. But anyway, that's oh, a different. Jesus. That's a different story. And there's no cats. On. No cats <laughs> so, in there. Funnily enough, did I tell you when we went to the? You know, my we had this great rabbit experiment around here, right? Yes. I mean, I've told the story about I butchered a few of them, and at one point we had like 15 rabbits. I don't know how many rabbits we had. Just my whole garage is overrun with rabbits, except for my wife's side. She can still park in there in the winter, but my side of the garage is full of rabbits. And we went to get rid of them, and we just went to sell them at the, like, livestock auction. And all these Asian guys were buying our rabbits. They're buying all these rabbits up. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know that, like, chicken on a stick stuff? Might yep. be a rabbit. I don't know. Maybe they're breeding them. Maybe they're eating them. I have no idea. I didn't care. I was happy to get the $3 and get the freaking things out of my garage. And that chicken fried rice at the uh, Chinese restaurant might actually be rabbit fried rice. Mm, chicken fried bunny. Chicken, <laughs> chicken fried steak. Um, <laughs> why don't you play an MXPX song, because we were just talking about it. Okay, this is okay. This is so sad because this is the last album I actually got by them, and I dug the title track and I brought it home, and the rest of the songs were just okay. Um, so this was actually this is actually 15 years ago. This is how little I've paid attention to them in the last 15 years. But uh, this is the title track from their 2007 album called Secret Weapon. Cool song. Check it out. You can make it through, kind of believe That you are your own secret weapon It's all up to you Come now swinging, it's all up to you The balance of the year that you will set you free What the hell were they called? Magnified Plaid. That is fucking terrible. <laughs> that is a terrible, terrible name for a band. <laughs> God damn. Magnified Yeah, uh, the, the singer, yeah. the main guy, does a podcast that I think is pretty popular. Okay. Yeah. We must stop all these musicians from having these podcasts. Seriously, They already yeah. have a built-in audience. It's not fair. Uh, yeah, but they all suck, too. 
I mean, Jesus Christ, they're terrible. <laughs> yes and no. I don't know. Some of them are okay, but most of them are not good. Um, I will say it for you. Well, they're they're they don't want nobody wants to be controversial, you know. We don't you, care. We're just like cancel us. Well, you can't just. I don't know. It's just like they just get all their friends on, and then they just talk about shit that they did. Well, Neil, if we had some all. cooler friends, we could do that too, though. <laughs> now we talk about all kinds of crap, like eating rabbits and stuff. So it's exactly. Good. You know what? I have. A, I'm going to talk about a friend later. But okay. I never told you. I never told you that Q-tip story, Neil. No. What is the Q-tip story, Tom? So it it starts. This goes way back to like earlier in the year when Boris Sprinkler was doing their 30th anniversary show in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, Scott and I went to Milwaukee one night, and then we went to Green Bay for two nights to watch a bunch of shows, mostly okay. Boris Sprinkler and some other stuff. We went. To, I went to Summerfest with Mark from DUIs, who I already mentioned earlier, who was on episode number 200. Shout out to Mark. Okay. He's a fun guy to drink with. He can keep up with me. Um, but I like had this old, my old, like sack that I keep my toothbrush and stuff in. It's like don't an old leather, your old sack. It's an old, old leathery, old that. leathery sack. No, we've had this thing forever. <laughs> just like a leather travel thing. Yes. It's been with so you I forever, pulled a Tom, Q-tip, I pulled a Q-tip out that, that had probably been in there for God knows how long. Oh, I get my right ear. I switch to the other side, go to the left ear and the tip broke off way down in my ear canal. Oh no. So I tried all kinds of different things to get it out, and it really didn't bother me that much, except for that was during swimming season. It was during summer. So I'd go swimming, and it would get all squishy in there. Well, it didn't, it didn't freak weird... you out that there was a broken-off Q-tip in your ear? I figured it would kind of work its way out eventually. Jesus, man, we are different. Jesus, so, that would have Well, the thing the is, I tried room. a bunch of different things. I had this, like, corkscrew, rubber corkscrew thing I stuck in there trying to get it out. What the fuck? And I had, like, a... a I, you know, tried to get in there with the tweezers and stuff, but yeah. we just couldn't, can't really get enough light in there. And it was, so eventually, man, was it just before I came to see you in October? I was going to a different show. And like I said, I go swimming and the, it would get wet and it would kind of bother me. Like when it was dry, it was fine, but it would get wet and it would get squishy. So I'm like, I think it might have been before I came to see you in October. So I went to urgent care mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> They had this weird vacuum thing they tried to use. And then they had this long, like, duck-billed pliers thing. Uh-huh. And they stuck it in my ear, but it hurt so bad, dude. I was, I was like, dying. But eventually, I'm like, you got to get it. You got to get it. And I felt like my, I was getting ear raped because it's got, like, a real small point. But then when it gets in there, they have to open it up to grab the thing. Are you sure the doctor didn't have his pants down? Dude, I, I spent, like, three hours at urgent care. Jesus, how did they get it out in the end? They just, I just said, just go. I don't care how much it hurts. Just do it. And they did it. And they just ear raped me. And my left ear was severely violated. I think I had a prolapsed left ear. <laughs> Got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a relief. Like once it was, you know, once, once it was, it was out, out yeah. it didn't hurt anymore. It was fine. But so, what but yeah, did, so be what did it look your... like? Did he show it to you? Was it all It was like perfectly manky? clean. I mean, it looked oh, fine. It wasn't, wow. my wife's like, I was probably going to get infected or something. Probably crawl in your brain. It'd be like Star Trek 2, search for Spock, where those like, <laughs> Worm things crawl out of my ears, right? Wow, that's that's a hell of a but, story. Well, it's it, it just I don't know, man. I've had real bad, real interesting. You know, we're not a big. We don't go to the doctor much. We're not. We're you know we're fairly healthy. We don't have a lot of those issues. And nineteenth century my, fucking frontiersmen here. Exactly. I mean, I have my leeches. I have other ways <laughs> to treat these things here. But my my son Murphy, who's like eighteen years old, healthy as a horse, right? Monday, I get home from work. Last Monday, it's a week ago. And Murphy's dying. He's got to go to, he's got to go to the urgent care. 
This kid has never, he probably hasn't been to the doctor for anything other than a sports physical since he was three years old. Wow. Holy shit. I think he's so used to not being sick. He thought he was dying. We, we were a little concerned that he was having pancreatitis or something. Mm. Like his stomach hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. So we take him to urgent care and they're like, well, we're not sure what this is. So you're gonna have to go to the emergency room. And the only, the closest emergency room is downtown. And they specifically said, well, don't go to this one emergency room because that's where all the homeless people go, you know. But we went to the emergency room. You know, this is the most horrific experience. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun, are they? For one thing, we were there for hours and hours and hours. Yep. But, I mean, and when we went to leave at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever, it was like zombie, wheelchair zombies just <laughs> up and down the hall. It was just so awful. Meanwhile, we were, like I said, we were a little worried about appendicitis. The doctor, nice doctor, looked at him and said, you know what? That's not what this is. You're That's not what this is. That's $1,000. Thank you. It's viral. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm very curious. To get that thing out of my ear was like 400 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it took two nurses like two hours. I get it. I mean, it's it's... I don't know. Jesus. But yeah, they have this dude, they have this like this ear vacuum. You should try it. It's very uh, erotic. So you don't know what the what was up with uh, what was up with No, the we, they filled him with fluids and they gave him an anti-nausea and he spent one more day in bed after that and he's back to work and he's fine. Wow, crazy. Well, I just think he's so not used to being sick that when he got sick, he just thought he was going to die. He's so, moaning, dude. We're like bringing him back in the car, he's like, uh, and he's like <laughs> It's like, dude, so my, my I'm like, dude, would you quit moaning so loud? I'm trying to watch Jeopardy get decent cable here at the hospital. <laughs> it's my only experience. It's like not that. the same with Ken Jennings, buddy. It's just not the same with Ken Jennings. My only experience like that is we had these uh, at the office. We had, we had these weird headsets, you know, so you could do, head, uh, you know, hands-free calling or whatever. Oh, yeah. So like this right, headset right. That, like, and like the ear tip never goes in right. So I would stick it in and I would like turn it around a bit to try and make a better seal. And the phone call's done, and I go to take the headset off. Neil calls it just the tip. The headset, well, that's what it was. The headset came off. The fucking rubber tip thing came off and was stuck wedged in my ear. So it was very similar. But unlike you, who didn't seem to give a rat's ass, I immediately, like, fucking panicked and was flailing about. But every time you try and pull it out. I'm not really a panic kind of guy, Neil. I'm just not, I'm not really a panicker. Every time you try and pull it out, it pushes it in further. Yeah, that is a problem. So um, my buddy, my buddy Tom had to pull it out with a, uh, with fucking needle nose pliers. Well, see, you could reach yours. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't even do that. I thought about, see, this is going to be horrific to you, but I thought about taking like a regular metal screw and like trying to work it out, you know, cause it's got threads on it. It would eventually work it out if you went the right direction. Isn't it like a butthole surface album cover? Well, but my fear is I'm like, I'm going to punch or something. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, no, you do the, not want to The thing with hearing is it, it really is a quality of life issue because you were talking about you were making fun of Marv how he couldn't hear anything. I mean, I'm, you and I are not that much better, dude. You know, we're just, we haven't been, we expose ourselves to loud music all the time. I played, stood in front of my brother while he beat the piss out of his drums for years and years. I just might, you know, and, and it is a quality of life issue. I don't want to lose my hearing. I already lost my smell. Yes. Well, everything gets worse as you get older, so, you know. Oh, yes. I'm still not acceptable. Uh, it, it plugs at a show are still not acceptable, so. Um, I'm, it depends. If it's, if it's, a, I, I haven't really been wearing them since post-COVID. I was pretty good about it before COVID. But if it's excessively loud, I will put them in. I still usually have them with me. Well, you shouldn't, because no, no, in your ears, they'll get fucking stuck. And you'll have to go back and see the Just jam them in there for the nail. Yeah, just exactly. All right, I'm going to play a song by Suede, because I'm going to see them on Wednesday, and I'm very excited about it. You can judge. Once again, this this whole show is really about judging Neil's musical taste. Um, So this is is off the first album from, I think, 92. Um, And this song is called Moving.
suede. suede with moving or london suede however you want to describe it i mean they've changed mm. a bit since that first album the first album was a complete classic and they've all their albums since have been slightly different but the good thing about it is it's pretty much the entire original band except for the guitarist and mm. he's been replaced by a most a better guitarist so it's uh they've kept going the whole time they, they've ne- they never broke up so so did you see i'm sure you saw this that the founding guitarist of PIL died and also the founding guitarist of the clash, which I did not know that he was also the original guitar player of the clash. Well, they were five pieces. So they had three guitarists at that point. Oh, is that right? And he never recorded anything with them, right? Uh, no, maybe demos, maybe. Okay. But, uh, he was gone fairly. Remind me the name. I can't even remember the guy's name. Keith Levine. Keith Levine. Yeah. And I was actually surprised he was still alive because he was the most unhealthy looking fucker the whole well, time. Well, he's only like 65. He wasn't that old. No, but he looked, I mean, even back like the He's early your pill peer, days. Neil. When you saw him in the early pill days, he looked like he was a death's dog then. Did he? Just so, one of those real um, gaunt yeah. type of dudes. Yeah, and people said he, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead, but I 
didn't get it. I thought Pill were yeah, better in theories than they were in reality. Did you see did you see photos recently of Brian James from the Damned Reunion shows? He's not doing well, is he? He doesn't look too good either, no. No, he doesn't. He's he not he's not as hit as as hale and hearty as a cheetah chrome. <laughs> no, he's not. It's true. It's true. I think their tour just finished. The Susie Moon Briefs tour came to a crashing halt, I believe, well, I a couple hope, days I ago. Hope I hope it went okay. I'm sure they had to switch some venues around and stuff, but I that's actually just those two bands with local support is still a pretty cool tour. I, I mean, we oh, all have gone to that show yeah, either way. Sure. So. That's a that's a that'll be a fun show. In fact, it might have been funner to be honest. Well, I you know like it, it's funny. I kind of have now. I have kind of a bitter taste about it, but I really enjoyed that show so much. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed that Dead Boy show t- so much that it's probably got me more excited about this black flag thing coming up than i should be because i enjoyed the other so much. you enjoyed it so much you're gonna drive out to brow house again just to hang out and watch just to that. hang out there yes yeah whatever that band was in the bar i can't remember well i saw they was. had somebody out there it was the guy who founded uh uh the guy who he's a kind of a name in the punk world alternative rock music world or whatever but i think he was like a founder of the proud boys or something and people were losing their minds about it oh yeah that's right that's right yeah the local everybody, chicago uh, everybody was very upset about it like yeah, yeah I, I don't know anything about it i i, I don't I, once again i don't really want to get you to do it too much but i mean don't go you don't want yep. him there don't go exactly and, and even boycott the venue that's fine but the fact of the matter is most of these people are just crying about nothing well, boy, you know what? I don't know. Boycott the venue if you know. If you want. Well, if Do what you, you want. No, but hold on. If you know 100% fact that this is true, but rumors and shit start on the internet so fast yeah. that who knows if it's even well, true. Well, not only that, but boycott the venue. But I mean, I, I just never understood why these guys, and I, I, we talked a little bit about this with Jeff last last time we recorded. I can't remember if we talked about it on the air or after because we, we always have so many great conversations with people when we're not recording, but it was just like, what what is it? What is it about these people, these witches that we've described them, Neil? That they, it's not enough for them to boycott. It's not enough for them to get their friends to go. They really want to take away certain people's ability to even make any kind of a crabby living. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put them, they want to grind them into dust. Yes. I guess. You know, no one ever changes. No one ever gets better. You must be judged by your very worst day of your life forever. And it might have been thirty-five years ago. Yeah, exactly. Twelve. Exactly. Exactly. Do you want to read a couple of the letters? Um, yeah, if you want. I don't have them open in front of me, but... I do. So we got one from, uh, let's see, Dave... Do, 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 Dave Henning. Dave Henning. Right? Dave Henning, yeah. yeah. He's been uh, writing to us quite a bit. He's a relatively new listener. Yeah, so he says, gentlemen, hey, Neil and Tom, hope all is well. I've been listening to new new and old episodes and have been enjoying them all. It is great hearing the old interviews and finally understanding what you guys are talking about Ah, in relation to them. We are pretty self-referential. Rick Sims, Todd Evans, B.A., Rick Johnson, and Mike Alexander were all fantastic and diverse musically. Also, the shows with the record label guys, Matt Swisher, Jason Richardson, and Eric Mueller were great insights into the inner workings of the record and pressing industry. It's been a while since I wrote in, but the new episodes are rolling along, good as usual. From Scott from Avenues, Jerry from Savage Mountain, Christoph, the Slaughter Boys, Rev, Susie Moon, and BA again, and Blag. A solid lineup of guests. 
Yep, and st- guitarist extraordinaire Jason Kotwitz. Yep, no, yeah, 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 that's right. I'm still pissed that I wasn't able to make the Dead Boys show at the Brow House, but I took off a vacation that morning. My wife asked if I wanted to drive down the next morning to Tennessee, but I knew that was just a test. Ah, uh, <laughs> you passed the shit. test, my friend. Yeah, there was yes. no way I was going to be able to live that one down. <laughs> I've been married for almost 20 years, and I may be dumb, but I'm not suicidal. <laughs> Sounds like you guys had a good time that night. Which gets me to the point of what Neil said about that show and the venue in particular. I love. I live 40 to 50 miles southwest of Chicago. Neil mentioned that people from the city don't like to come out to the suburbs to see shows because it's a hole and a pain to get out there. I get it, and that's why I have a problem with going into the city. After you pay for tickets, deal with traffic, pay an exorbitant amount for parking, and deal with the new school punks, it becomes a hassle. I know it's an excuse, but I get, I get where certain of us crabby old bastards come from. It's gotten to the point that the anti-Nowhere League song, I Hate People, has become my theme song. <laughs> I only seem to like you two, the, P- the P- PTID crowd, and my wife and kids. The cast has been still as great. As I listen to the old and new episodes, there are certain traits that I have picked up on. Tom always going, hmm, behind the guest when he says something interesting. Mm. And Neil kind of hanging mm. back and fighting to get in questions as Tom dominates the interview. <laughs> Well to, well, to be fair on that one, what happens is when we get the interviews, normally one of us knows the band way better yeah, than the other one yeah, does. Exactly. And if Tom knows the band much better than I do, yeah. then I'm certainly going to let him take the lead. We got a I'll couple just, things I'll coming color, up. Where, you know. We got a couple things coming up where Neil's definitely going to take the lead, and I'm just going to kind of sit back and go, hmm. Exactly. Exactly. He says, things we, that make you go, hmm. But you guys always make me laugh, get frustrated, and or inform me every once in a while at the same time. Keep up the good work and can't wait to listen to number 200. Oh, by the way, my wife is on the verge of kicking me out of the house due to my newfound record-collecting hobby. <laughs> Seems to be a common theme yeah. among our listeners. But he thinks he's found a way to circumvent that. His oldest daughter lives five minutes away, and he's, gonna, he's giving her the cash and having them sent to her house. <laughs> <laughs> Always more than one way to skin a rabbit, right, Tom? Cheers, <laughs> Dave and Great Henry. reference. Yeah. Great reference, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. That's a cool email. Good man. And then I wanted to um, read one out. Uh, my old friend, Mark Vos, Marco. Um, now, from, he's a, now, he's somebody you know from England? Yeah, from high school. Yeah. Actually, before that, he was one of the only... There was three punks in the village, and he was one of them. So uh, I've known hmm. Mark since 1978, I think. Sounds like a song, Neil. Three punks in the village. That's right. That's right. Um, but anyway, this It was is actually what... three imaginary boys is what you originally called. <laughs> yes, you were yes. inspired by uh, Robert before Smith. I, before I joined the Cure, yes. Um so this is an email he sent to us like at the very beginning, I think, when we very much started. But it, he sent it again, and it's and it's true. Um, hope all's well, guys. Really enjoying the podcast. It's a great mix of old and new, smashing banter and sound opinions on many things, which us folks of a certain age can agree. Felt so comfortable listening to one show. I even went into the kitchen and came back with three beers. <laughs> I realized you weren't actually here. <laughs> You keep coming up with ideas for future podcasts, which I'm looking forward to, but a few topics I'd like to put you away for consideration are feedback. Uh, Back in the ancient 70s and 80s, this, being feedback, or a crappy PA could make or break a gig. You never knew what was going to happen. I'm sure my hearing has been damaged by such unintended noise, but but it did have character and played a part in the unpredictability and excitement of gigs. The sound systems these days are generally great. So is it too polished now? I think I missed the feedback. I mean, maybe. Hmm. I, I guess maybe. You no, know, maybe stuff was louder back then. You know, and our it, ears were better. I don't know. Well, it, the problem is most of the shows we go to now are legitimate venues. 
back in those days, anything was a venue, right? Right. That's so you use whatever PA you had, and yeah. like I always say, these kids now with their monitors, like, oh man, I would, I've been playing for years before I had a monitor, you know. Anyway. So he says, uh, I totally agree with Neil, of course, as you should, that an album should include some... Well, you don't hear those words very often. I totally agree with Neil. (laughs) Should include some variety of speed and mood as they complement each other, and 60 minutes of total noise isn't my idea of fun. Age thing? I also prefer to listen to an album in track order to take me on the music-emotional journey the band intended. Is that something you do? And yes, I always, I always, yeah, I always talk about that. And that's why, if I have the choice to buy the original album as it as it came out, or some repress that's got like sixty five B sides and shit, I will always listen to the original album. If I stop talking bad about greatest hits CDs, Neil. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when they'll do like they'll put the first Clash album out, but then they'll put like six later B sides on it too, and they'll mix up the order of the songs. Yeah. Because that's not the way the band recorded No, it. don't mix up the order of the songs. If you're going to put extra stuff on, stick them all together at the end. At the end, so we can ignore it. Yes. Because yes. yeah, exactly. Just never flip the record over. Yeah. yeah exactly. the, so, Tom, what do you think? The worst thing is when they put fucking demo, they put a demo album on there. And it's a yeah. demo album for a reason, mostly. <laughs> yeah. You, it, it, I'm also not a big fan of that. I mean, if you want to do an extra LP of odds and ends so I don't have to listen to it, the only exception I'll give is those new Circle Jerks reissues have had like two or three extra songs on it, but the album is like 14 minutes long. So it hardly makes it obtrusive, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, not I, like, I, it's not like a Tool album, your favorite band, Tool, <laughs> where it's like they had to put it on two CDs because it's over 80 minutes for those nine songs, you know? Yeah, I had a, I'll pass on that. Thank you. Yeah. Not my thing. Um, buh, 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 uh, talks about bands and movements that came after the initial punk explosion. Uh, this is a long ass letter yeah I know reggae was briefly mentioned thankfully because I'm not a fan which is connections with some punk bands I know Neil was into the chameleons but isn't that that's timely wow Um, theater of hate and many others yeah that's true and then he says which albums in your collections did you hide from your cool mates come on be honest (laughs) well I mean you know I have Huey Lewis so I didn't bother with that yeah I mean me I don't know Elvis maybe I don't know don't know what would be in mind really Neil, Neil doesn't have the sense to be ashamed of anything he's ever done. The darkness, perhaps, because I fucking love the darkness. <laughs> um, anyway, he ends up, we were absolutely spoiled for brilliant bands, music for many years. That, that standard was so high. Sometimes I hear stuff from years gone by which didn't catch me then. Funs, time, and maybe maturity. Uh, but now sound great. And I agree with that completely. Yeah, I'm still too. going back and finding bands from the 77, 78 explosion that... It weren't as popular as the other ones, but they put out a couple of great singles. You know, I'm always discovering that kind of shit. But the problem was, anyway, to go back to the beginning of this, right? It's the beginning of this email says, "Hey, Neil and Tom, below is an email I sent you on one twenty three twenty twenty. Whoa! Many congratulations on reaching episode two hundred, and for two hundred itself, a thoroughly enjoyable show. Everything I said back in twenty twenty stands today, and your enthusiasm is infectious. Looking forward to three hundred. Take care, punks." So it's funny that so that's so that actually that email Neil just read was over two years old. Yeah, going on well, three. Yeah, it's going, going on three years, years yeah. It'll yeah. Be three years in a couple of months, yeah. Seems like ancient so, history, Tom. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, so anyway, emails, yeah, keep them coming. And then Aaron sent us one with a picture of the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I love which, that Hawaiian shirt so yeah. much. I'm gonna have to put that on the Facebook page to see if there's any interest in other people getting that. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not. I think it's a bit too busy. I think the prints are a bit too. I print the prints a bit too small. But I don't it's know. a it's a it's a mixture of the classic 
uh, Stiv logo and the caricature Neil and I, and it's just it is very busy. But I mean, Hawaiian shirts are supposed to be busy. Nobody ever said, "Hey, look at that tasteful Hawaiian shirt." <laughs> It's not the way it's supposed some, to be. Some ones from back in the day were all right. You know, I didn't mind them. I was into Hawaiian shirts for a little bit after I went to Hawaii, especially. I'd try oh, and collect I wouldn't some, wear them. I'd try and collect some classic ones. But uh, it also depends on the fabric. Like if the fabric has to be decent. If it's like some cheap man-made shit, then it's probably not going to be good. But, you know. I, uh, I've i only the last couple of years, my wife likes me to wear them sometimes. I've only the last couple of years started wearing them. I would never, never wear a Hawaiian shirt. I was younger. Away, I just wouldn't have been caught dead in one. But you know, it's funny because there's still things like that for me. Like I still, you, you will never see me in flip flops. Yep, me too. You're me more likely me. to yep. see me in cowboy boots than you are flip flops. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I still wear skater shoes, even though I haven't been on a skateboard for more than thirty years. I just never. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. There's some things I just can't do. I don't. I, get, I don't I go to. Yeah. I don't go to the store in sweatpants. You know, I just. I don't know. Old school, man. I get that completely. Yes. Yes. Now the thing that always, I think is funny on like Fridays, you know, sometimes at work, people will wear Hawaiian shirts on Friday. Yeah. And, uh, but the fucking dickheads that took them in. It's like, it's like yeah, the that's t- a Hawaiian good. shirt is not supposed no. to be tucked in. That's the point of it. It's not a dress shirt. It's a Hawaiian shirt. It's supposed when to be I, hang loose, brother. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I saw you in October, you were surprised that I wasn't wearing shorts. So I told you I would wear them next time you saw me, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. No, it's, it's pretty we're chilly. To, we're supposed to get one to three inches tomorrow. So I doubt if you're Yeah, hopefully you get a nice, hopefully nice lake effect snow while I'm driving up down there. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. No, it's just supposed to be tomorrow. I think it's supposed to snow. Well, and it's not going to stay around. It's not no, going to. Hopefully gonna... not. Hopefully not. Yes. Um. All right, let's uh, start winding up, I guess. Where are um, we at, buddy? Where are we at? Am I the only one songs left? I've got one more song left. Well, you better play it. So I'm going to play, uh, this is early, early Manic Street Preachers. Again, I'm seeing them on Wednesday. I'm sure they won't play this. but uh, explain, again, explain it a very long time because I'm going to go pee. Okay, well, this is one of the, uh, I've got two songs picked out. I don't know which one I'm going to play. I think I'm going to play... Uh, New Art Riot, which was their first EP. So uh, Richie, uh, Richie, who the guy that killed himself, he was singing on this, and uh, it doesn't sound at all like they went on to to be different singer and also a different style. This is almost sixties Whoish, actually, the whole new wave of new wave kind of thing. So um, yeah, this is uh, Manic Street Preachers with New Art Riot.
Okay, Manic Street Preachers there with New Art Riot. Um, at, uh, EP is worth a lot of money if you can find it. I think it's a 12-inch. Um, if you can find that their first EP, I can say it's, uh, I think it's up it's a couple of hundred bucks, I think, maybe, something like that. If you can, it was, uh, what label was it on? That's actually a very good question. Let me look that up a second. And what year was it? Do-do, talk amongst yourselves. Manic Street Preachers. Richie Walmart. Edwards was the original singer, and he's the guy. Oh, uh. Yeah. So your, buddy, your buddy Mark said he grabbed three beers and brought one into the. Uh, yep. Did you do the same thing? Didn't realize I was there. No, because uh, I'm upstairs. But. Uh, oh, I'm wrong about that. Uh, Suicide Alley was their first EP. Um, New Art Riot, which I just played, was on Damaged Goods from 1990. So that was pretty mm. early. And Richie Edwards, uh, Missing Presumed Dead since 1995. Mm. And the rest of the band continued as a trio. So there you go. So anyway, I'm hoping they do some of that early stuff on Wednesday, but I'm not holding my breath. So hmm. uh, anyway. Interesting. I'm sure you'll hear about it anon in uh, sometime later on, if it was any well, good or not. But it'll be at the Auditorium Theater, which is one of those fancier theaters downtown. It certainly isn't a metro or something. Hmm. Well, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to this weekend. My hope is that we can... That we have a real good time Thursday night, and maybe yeah, maybe Friday, maybe go do some uh, some record shopping. I'd love to maybe go go to the uh, Bucket of Blood and the uh, what's that bar over there that we like so much? Uh, D Man Tap. D Man Tap. Yep. And maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll kind of play it by ear. Well, I have a ton of new record stores for you to check out. You've never. Been yeah, you were before. saying that. Yeah. Yep. So we just have to hope so. the weather holds, and it's not fucking shitty as hell. Nah, you'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. So whereabouts are you staying? You're staying in. We're staying in. We're staying in Des Plaines. Lovely Des Plaines. Yes. On Thursday night, and I think if we stay Friday, I think we're going to stay right downtown. Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I, if there's th- Friday, we'll have to work out pretty okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And in one as once again, I, if if we get some free tickets, maybe you should come down, watch Teenage Bottle Rock, and go home. Yeah. Yeah, or whatever. I, what I would do if I did that, I'd probably park a while away and then just take an Uber into the uh, up up by fucking house of house of poo. The truth of the matter is, it costs so much to park in the city that we might park in our uh, favorite lot in Chinatown and take the train up with our bag. There you go. That works too. We just have a light yeah. bag. Well, so. and then you and then you'd be fast. You'd be fast getting out too the next morning. Yeah, we just jump back on. Grab yeah. yeah, exactly. Because we don't. The thing with Chinatown that we love, you don't have to go through the city. You're mm-hmm. on the south end of the city, so I don't know that we're going to need a big hurry to get out anyway. You know, uh, I, I, oh, I, Des, oh. Des Plaines. You know why? Who you know from Des Plaines? Correct. I uh, don't. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, is that right? Yes, sir. Is there like monuments to him? I don't think. <laughs> Go downtown, there's like a big clown. Yeah, I don't need to be monuments to him, but you might be able to go where the house was, maybe. I know it's so, been pulled uh, down, but, you know. Um, Mark was telling me that uh, the following night at Cobra Lounge, Dan Vapp and the Cheats are playing. Oh, bloody hell. Who I wouldn't mind seeing, too, but I can't because I have to be home Sunday. Neil, I have something come up on Sunday that will make your blood curl. Uh-oh. Don't know. My 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 son's wife is the driving force behind this. Mm. My son is just suicidal about it, but they're having a gender reveal party. Oh, for, for that grand, kid. Okay. For our grandchild. Yes, right. for, for my, right. my grandchild. 
Last time I had a gender reveal party, I got arrested. I was at the state fair. I pulled my pants (laughs) down. Anyway. Wow. It'll be, you know what? I, we were kind of being jerks about it, and but I think we hurt her feelings, so we're just. I told my other son, we're just going to shut up and we're just going to do this and just behave ourselves. So yeah. So what do they think, boy or girl? I don't think they have any idea. Well, you had two and two, so it could be anything, right? Yeah, so, I had a boy first. Yes, yeah. which which does take sort of the pressure off. I do come from one of these sort of old fashioned, very matriarchal kind of dude, families. Dude, you fucking King Henry the Eighth. What, what's your deal? You just well, like divorcing wives until they give you. Well, a son? I know, but it's just it's it is. We like I said, we are a little bit of a matriarchal family, even though my grandfather's gotten so old. You know, he's very. My grandparents are in bad shape. Actually, I hope they make it through the winter. Hmm. But. uh the COVID stuff, man, it really whooped them, you know? It didn't kill them, but it whooped them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, that was not a fun topic of conversation. It sounds like every other conversation. I, I talk to you for fun, not to talk about real-life problems. <laughs> well, the gender reveal problem really isn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk, about, let's talk about our – let's talk about our – well, it's just – but it's just – I don't know. It doesn't – it feels so weird to me, right? Like, we didn't even – our youngest daughter, we found out what she was. We didn't even find out what any, any of our kids were. Like, it was a surprise when they were born. Yeah, yeah. Except for Addie, because we had two boys and a girl, and we're like, what are we going to do with this kid? Because she was, she was not planned. Yeah. So we found out, and she was a girl, and that was good, because we had an empty slot in one of the girls' rooms. <laughs> not in the boys' rooms. It fitted beautifully. That's good. It did. It yeah. all worked out. Good. So, yeah. anyway, what I was going to say is uh, our friend Matt over at Failure Records and Tapes. Yes. Has been busy. He has been busy. He's putting stuff out. I mean, he's putting on shows, I, I, doing everything, man. That guy's well, a it, whirlwind. Well, it's funny. I don't think Failure put anything out for a couple of years. Why is there a bug on my fucking table? Get but I assume that was because Matt was so busy working on bonus points. Yeah, which he did a fantastic job at. Which he did. And everybody should go check out. If you're in central Indiana or wherever that is in Indiana, Logansport, Indiana, go check out Bonus Points. Awesome place. Yep. My wife keeps talking about wanting to go back. And we will. We will. We will get back one of these weekends and surprise him. But... Um, you know, we have a we have a few labels really that so I, so I I always I'm like what are the labels that really have been really good to us over the years and that we really support Garage Rock of course in Southern California. Yep. Sexy Baby in Chicago. Yep. Mike of course, great sponsor of our show, awesome dude. And who's the uh, there was there was one other smaller label that we we do a lot of stuff with. Now see now I'm forgetting. Bear. Pro Rock. That's the yeah. other one. Just yeah. had a Can I had a pe- real I had a really long conversation with Kenny just the other day, which means I said like seven words and he said like 7,000 words. Yeah. Yes, he does write extraordinarily long time. But actually, you know what? I got to do some pro rock stuff too because they put out a new, this new Italian band that kind of reminds me of like uh, Judah or. Yeah, you played him a couple episodes ago. Did I play the Crooks? Yeah, the Creeps, yeah. The Crooks. Crooks, Crooks, I'm sorry. The Crooks, yeah. Yep. Jeez, I can't even remember what I play anymore. Always yep. a good sign. Yeah, it was only <laughs> it was like 10 days ago. Maybe that Q tip <laughs> did rot my brain, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Anyway, but yeah, so our pal Matt has put out. So he put out three. He's putting out three things this year. These already announced them both, but the one that just have you seen the Annie scene sloppy seconds thing he's putting out? I've seen the pictures of it. Yes, beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful, made made by Pirates Press. You know, it's going to sound great. Yes, and they're doing the same thing with a Queers sloppy seconds split, which is going to be amazing. But he also snuck in um, a new EP from our buddies, Mobile Death Camp. Mobile it's Death called Anarchaeology, which okay. is a pretty great name for a record. Bit it's like an EP, okay. CD only EP, and I think. Uh, but anyway, they're going to be our best of friends uh, segment to finish up the show tonight. Of course, we had Todd on 
not once but twice on the podcast. Great guy, funny guy. But in fact, I think Neil just updated our profile picture. Yes. Is you and I looking like we're going to get crushed by Todd? Yeah, that's Todd in the middle there. Todd Evans. Mobile desk cam, Todd Evans. Yes. yes. Super nice guy. Neil and I both have the glow of men who have been drinking pints of beer. (laughs) And the funny thing was, we put our banner up, and he was the only guy that was tall enough to put the pants (laughs) (laughs) He was a guest, and he helped us set up. Yes, he's a good man. But uh, anyway, yeah, so the the, the band is called Mobile Death Camp. We're going to play two songs. So they always... I like this song a lot. They're all they're real short, real thrashy songs. Kind of remind me of like um, Chromax or something like that. So I'd definitely say it's more thrash metal, but it definitely has like a hardcore punk kind of influence. And they always do a lot of punk covers. So we're gonna play two songs from Anarchology, Anarchaeology for our best of friends segment. We're gonna do Cadaver Lab, and we're gonna do Cherry Bomb, the great Runaways cover of the great Runaways '70s girl. Our pop band or whatever they were, rock Indeed. and roll band. So we're we gonna play out with those, or should we play them and care. then come back? I don't care, Neil. Okay, let's um, let's play them now, and then uh, then, we'll, then we'll come back. We'll come back, yeah, and say our goodbyes. Sounds good. Okay.
All right. For those keeping score, that was Mobile Death Camp with uh, Cadaver Lab and then a cover of uh, the Runaways classic Cherry Bomb, which everybody yes. knows. Yes. And anyway, to go to go to Failure Records. Uh, I think it's called FailureCore.com, I think is the website. Okay. Check it out. Yeah, check me, out the new 7-inch and check me, out the... Let me double check that that's correct. I think it's Failure Core. Core you, spelled you, how? C-R-E. Failure Core. If you Google failure records and tapes, it'll come up. Okay. Failure yeah. core is it? That is correct. Tom is correct. Yes, of course. I am. It says it's not secure. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, failure records and tapes. Yep. Lots of good stuff on there. Support our friend Matt. Yep. In all support his all endeavors. support all of the people who support us. That's what Indeed. I would say. That's what I say too. And that includes so. Illuminated Brewworks. Yes, that's right. Our first sponsor. Yes. See if you can get their wacky and looking like, beer at uh, your local booze store. Of course, Sexy Baby and Loud Pizza, where you can actually get our T-shirts and uh, slip mats and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I'm going to see Mike on uh, Wednesday. Actually, I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick up some more T-shirts from him. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yep. You get your hair cut, or are you just getting some more T-shirts? Both, all of the above. There you go. Yep. Excellent. Okay, what everybody. What else? Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've I've shared nothing but like personal stories tonight. It's been very non-punk focused, and people love it. Other than the fact that everything we do is punk, right, Neil? Uh, indeed, yes. Kings of punk. We eat Cheerios and crap punk. <laughs> CM Punk. Um, yes, that would be that would be a wrap. I think that's our show tonight, right? Yep. Unless there's something else that you want to, some of those Q-tips like story no, that no. you want to scare the uh, the thing you put up your butt one time. Anything about that? Nothing? My fingers broke through the toilet here, but that's not gay, right? Uh, Talking about that, why, why, oh oh, why, oh why does single ply toilet paper exist? I don't know. We don't buy it. We buy the good stuff. But even with single ply, you've got to like double and triple it up to use it. Otherwise, I think it's worth the. I think it's worth the hundred dollar a year, whatever Sam's Club membership, just to get the good toilet paper. Indeed, yes. You buy that stuff by the truckload, Neil. Gotta have good, good, good toilet paper, and maybe even some of those man wipes. Those are good too. I've never tried those. Oh. Well, looky you. All right. Next time I'm at your house, I'll <laughs> through your bathroom until I find some. I've got a squatty potty, too. That thing's the bomb, man. Do you? Yeah. What about these thing. portable bidet things? This seems kind of cool. <laughs> you like water squirts it up your my ass. My whole sure. life, I've wanted to shoot hot water up my ass. <laughs> I bet you have, my friend. I bet you have. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. We've been, we've been a hot mess tonight, but I enjoyed yes. talking to you as usual. Indeed. And, uh, and we'll uh, you get together in a few days and uh, yeah. make fun of probably Greg Ginn until he sues us. And, we'll, and do, uh, we'll do it all again, and we'll look at Total Chaos and look at those, the young guys and know they're 55. Young guys are like my age, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. All right, everybody. Fun. Thanks yep. for listening. Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die podcast group. Welcome all the new listeners if you're yep. really listening. And uh, we'll, we'll, if you're not, uh, that's cool too. Whatever. Stay free. And uh, yeah, no, we'll see we'll, you later. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter.
shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.